Medgar Wiley Evers. Recognize the name? Maybe so, but many people have not. Like many black people throughout time, Evers was murdered. And today, I'll be telling his story. Medgar Evers chose to lay down his life for the freedom and equality of all African Americans. Lantern Productions presents The Movement, where we discuss the civil rights movement. I'm your host, Ren Rader, and today we're diving into Medgar Evers' story. So without further ado, who was Medgar Evers? Evers was born on July 2, 1925, in Decatur, Mississippi. By the age of 14, Medgar had witnessed his father's friend's death, walked 12 miles to school at one time, and experienced the treatment of black people in the Deep South. He chose to join the United States Army when he was old enough, and served in a segregated regiment in World War II. Upon his return home in 1946, he re-enrolled in school in an effort to get his high school degree. He was an amazing student and went on to finish college some years later. In college, he played football and majored in business. There he'd meet his future wife, Merrily Beasley, who he would go on to have three children with. He received his bachelor's degree in 1952 from Alcorn A&M College in Mississippi. After college, Evers got a job working for Theodore Howard, who owned an insurance company and encouraged Evers to join the Regional Council of Negro Leadership, which was the civil rights group of the time. Evers ended up joining the NAACP, or National Association for the Advancement of Colored People of Mountain Bayou. Working with the NAACP quickly turned into a full-time job as a field worker for Evers. He would influence other blacks to fight for their civil rights and travel around the state encouraging them to register to vote. However, his job put him in risky situations. Namely, white supremacists put a tag on him. They labeled him a dangerous threat. Evers was prone to death threats, assaults, and beatings, and many arrests by the police, especially when the Supreme Court voted to disband segregated schools and Mississippi ignored the law and continued segregation. Evers fought against Mississippi's decision to ignore the law, which could have cost him his life. But he remained determined. Evers sat in the white section of a bus, which led to an arrest, and clapped for a black defendant in the courtroom which led to a beating from the cops. When the 1960s came around, Evers began traveling to Jackson, Mississippi to promote the hiring of black policemen and encouraging others to advocate for their voting rights. The threats, beatings, and arrests became so frequent that it began to put his family more and more at stake. If they heard any odd sounds, they had to duck in case someone was shooting at them. One time, their house was even set on fire by white supremacists though fortunately merely was able to use a garden hose to put out the fire. His death occurred one night when he was getting home. On June 12th, he pulled into the driveway, grabbed some t-shirts reading Jim Crow must go from the seat next to him, opened the car door, and stepped out. Out of nowhere, two bullets pelted his back, ricocheting into his home as he stumbled onto his doorstep with his wife and kids running to help him. He died roughly 50 minutes later in the hospital. Evers knew it would happen one day, telling a friend he expected to get shot. His murderer was identified via fingerprints on the murder weapon as Byron Dela Beckwith. 
Byron was tried twice in the 1960s, though there was never a verdict from the all-white court. Beckwith was tried again in 1994, 30 years after the murder, and was finally convicted after new evidence was found and Evers' body was exhumed. Beckwith was sentenced to life in prison, and Evers was given justice. Many people fought for the conviction of Beckwith. Evers' death prompted John F. Kennedy to pass laws granting equality in businesses, restaurants, and other places. Evers was a true martyr to the black community. Despite death threats, beatings, and lots of violence, he pushed for equality for his people. He'd once been held at gunpoint for trying to vote in a local election and still never gave up on his goal. Evers paved the way for future black activists.